Uh, greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Remember, we're dealing with the 16 deadly deeds, right? And today we're dealing with dullness. And I think we'll get to deadness. Remember the scripture we use, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And so what that means is God the Father, God the Son wants us to have life more abundantly, right? And Satan wants to take that from us, right? And we're not, the, uh, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 tells us, we are not ignorant of his devices. And one of his devices, or two of them we're going to talk about today if we get that far, is dullness and deadness. Remember, he does not want you successful. He does not want you happy or full of joy. He steals those things from you. But if you know what your enemy is up to, then you know how to deal with your enemy, right? And so we're going to deal with this here. We're going to start with a commentary. And the comment where he's writing to the church of Corinth. We're going to act like these two churches we talk about today uh, are, is us, okay? Because we have some folks in here that, that need to get out of that dullness. That is a spirit. It is a spirit that you don't need to carry with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we talked about the 16 deadly deeds, we're talking about adverse spirits, okay? Demonic activity and adverse spirits that wants to rob you from what Christ would have you to have. Am I making any sense? Maybe I need to say, amen, pastor. <laughs> Thank you, all right? Ah, say amen to myself then, you know. Wow, okay. Don't get mad at me. I'm simply the messenger. So since you got, you're already upset at me, some of you all in here are dealing with the spirit of dullness and deadness. See, I wasn't going to say that. If you talk back to me, I'm a nicer guy because I, you know, I need detention. When I get tension, I'm really calm. When I don't get tension, then I have to do something to get tension. All right. So here we go. Amen? Amen. Oh, we're getting it now. So here's what we're getting ready to do is we're getting ready to deal with what dullness is. You see? And dullness is something, and I do everything like it's a, a, a relationship, right? You want a relationship with Christ. Isn't that right? And, and if, if, if you've been in a good relationship, you'll understand this. If you've been in a bad relationship, you'll understand this. All right, here we go with the commentary first, please. And he's talking about the church of Corinth. They suffered from dullness. And, you know, sometimes people think that the pastors are hard. Wait till you think what Paul says about this spirit of dullness in the church. All right. Having adequate time to grow and change was not the problem. But the people, like many of us today, continued to manifest childlike behavior instead of growing to spiritual adulthood. See, so what happens is people have childlike what? Behavior, behavior instead of growing into what? Spiritual, spiritual adulthood. adulthood. In other words, grow up. It's time to grow up, right? All right. Sometimes in recovery, it takes a long time to see any progress. See, sometimes, and people in recovery will tell you it takes a while before you see progress. All right, but you got to keep working. Okay? Keep but, going, please. But this passage suggests that growth is the norm, even though it is often see, slow. See, sometimes you may be growing even though it's slow. But what happens is, if it's not the pace you think it should be, people quit. Sometimes it's slow. And then sometimes you have somebody in your life that they're going through the process and you don't think they should be where they should be, which is none of your business, but you don't think they should be, but they're growing, but it's growing slower. 
we all don't grow spiritually at the same pace, but we all should be growing. That's right. That's right. All right. If we don't see any progress in our recovery over time, we should seek to find out why. We, if you're not growing, you ought to seek to find out why. If you're in a relationship, let's just bring this into a human relationship. Let's say a marriage. If you're in a marriage and that marriage is not growing, you need to figure out why. That's right. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter. Any kind of relationship, you need to figure out why that relationship is not growing and when did it start dying? Because once it was alive. That's right. You see, right? It can't be dying unless it was alive. If it was already dead, then it, right? So have you ever been, you know, y'all getting what I'm talking about? So you, you need to sometimes, even in a regular relationship, you need to really check it out and understand, hey, this relationship is dying. All right? Then you need to go back and find out when it began to die. You see, in most cases, a person is sick before they die, right? So you got to go out and find out where you started out being sick at. Right? That's right? Before you get to that part, right? That's right? I'm talking about spiritually now. Now go up here with me. If you had a relationship with God, remember when you first had a relationship with God, you couldn't help but go to church and you wanted to go to church and you loved to praise God and all those things. And now it's hard to get up in Sunday mornings because you got things to do. You need to go back and find out when that happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm hearing everybody talk about America this and on all the news things that we got all these issues and all these problems in the United States of America. Well, then what we need to go back and find out when that happened. All right? And it goes back further than four years, all right? You That's understand right. what I'm saying? That's right. All right. You see, when did we get sick? When did we get sick as a nation? All right. If the nation is dying, and that's what they say, if it's dying, then we need to go back and find out when did the sickness take place, right? Am I making sense? That's it's right. the same thing. Well, Paul is talking to this church here. He's talking to this church. It was a good church at one time. It was on fire at one time. But then all at once, they stepped into the spirit of dullness. Okay? And dullness is a lack of interest. Now, the, the interest is not there. What happened to the interest? I really want, I'm really interested. I can't miss going to church or Bible study or Sunday school or, or having my devotion. What happened? You got to ask yourself what happened. What happened? Because, you know, I like to put everything in a human term so you can understand it. What happened when the time I couldn't wait to get off from work to get home, to be home? That's right. Amen. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I think they got a lack of interest. Amen, Walls. <laughs> I'll talk to the rocks. All right. Go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. I am talking to rocks. All right. Come on. Keep going. It's a lack of interest. Right, I'm telling you. Here we go. It's lack of, and that's one of the words. It's a lack of interest. Why were you so interested before, and what happened that now you have a lack of interest? Hmm. When did that start? You so, let's just talk about relationships. When did the kisses turn to hugs? Right? And then the hugs turned to, I'll see you this evening. Right. Now you're getting it, right? That's right. Yeah, right. You understand what I'm talking about? We're talking about relationships. Same thing with God. That's right. You're in a relationship with him. When did it turn to, I guess I got to go to church? Okay. Dullness is also mindless, foolish, silliness, weak-minded, irrational, and unreasonable. When did all this stuff happen? When did... The relationship between my sons and 
my daughters and I become unreasonable. When did that happen? Dullness got in there. Do you understand? All right, here we go. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, he says, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. He was really upset. Paul's upset at this church. He's saying, I can't even speak to you as, as spiritual. Is what he's really saying. Keep going. But as carnal. He said, I got to speak to you as carnal. Remember, carnal Christians, babes in Christ, mature Christians, and elite Christians. He says, I got to still talk to you as carnal Christians. And even unto babes in Christ. He says, even as babes in Christ. In other words, I'm still in the same spot. And he's really upset about it. Okay. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. And see, you can only, you can't grow just on milk. Pretty soon you're going to have to have some meat. Ask me why. Life will give you some things that milk can't handle. That's right. You're going to need, you're going to need some meat to handle it. That's right. As they say, you're going to need some protein. Come on. Huh? So Paul is saying, I can't really teach you at the level I need to teach you because you're carnal or you got a dull spirit. So then, in other words, he can't help us to get to the next part of our lives. All right? And there's some people in here tell you, if you ain't had trouble in your life, you keep living. Yeah, there'll be some things that that milk can't hang up. you got to have something a little bit stronger. Right? Keep going. But again, he says, I fed you with milk and not with meat. And hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. And he's really upset because he says, I want to take you to the next level, the next spiritual level, but you can't handle it. He's talking to a church. You see? He's talking to a church. He's really sick of this church. He's saying, how long must I feed you milk? When are you going to be able to handle the meat of the gospel? All right? You know, like I say, that you see a lot of these churches, not all of them, but a lot of the churches now, you go to a church and it's a pet rally. You see, you can have a good time for about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, but it ain't going to help you when you step out there and you have to deal with the issues of life. That's right. All right? He says in verse 3 that, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife. He's talking about... You're yet carnal, there's envy and strife and division. And that's what he's talking about. Not only, we see this in churches. I hope we don't have that in this church. I haven't heard about it. won't probably hear about it. But if I do hear about it, we're going to stop and get some meat out. Because we're not going to be walking around here like babies. That's right. You, know, you, can only, now you can only deal with milk so long. But doesn't this sound like this country? Mm-hmm. Right now, there's strife and division among Christians denominations. All right? He would not be happy, would he? All right? So Paul asks, are ye not carnal and walk as men? He's saying, you're carnal and you walk with men. He says, you got a dull spirit. you got a dull spirit. We don't want to deal with that. All right, let's go to the next thing. He tells us in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14 from the King James, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, Seeing ye are dull of hearing. He's saying, Paul said, I'd really preach the gospel of meat, but you can't handle the gospel of meat because you've got a dull hearing. I remember, I don't know how they do it now, but my mother used to say, uh, are you listening to me? And we say, yes, ma'am. Do you hear me? That's right. Because sometimes folks are listening and they ain't hearing. Let me go over here. Maybe I can get a better response. <laughs> Some folks, sometimes folks are listening, but they ain't hearing. 
So here's the question this morning. I'm going to ask you all. Are y'all listening to me? Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. All right. Well, he was, he was upset at this church because they were listening, but they weren't hearing. They had a dull spirit, so they wasn't, they wasn't getting it. Sometimes in church, it drives me when I got such wonderful, beautiful people sitting in the pews, and I watch their lives crumble and fall apart right before them, and all of the answers that they needed were right there in the pulpit, right there in Bible study. It was right there in Sunday school. The problem where they were sitting there listening but not hearing because they had a dull ear. All right? Pastor, in the voice it says they were dull of understanding. And the, and the voice says it was dull of understanding. Where is your understanding is? Let me tell you something. The gospel is true. If we would have stayed with the gospel and the principles in the gospel, we wouldn't be in the condition our condition is in. As individuals, as church, or as a country, because the gospel is true. Do you understand? Yes. Am I doing all right? Yes. Now, I want, the, I want us to have an ear that understands. The Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That's right. God's talking to us this morning. He's already talked to me, putting the lesson together. He's talking to you now. That's right. You can't make mistakes if you're in the Spirit. You only make mistakes when you get outside the Spirit, the big one. In my house sometimes when I say something Gwen doesn't like, she says, you in the spirit, she'll do this one. Get in this one. That's the big one. If you read, you know, if you read the Bible, that little one's you. The big one is him. Right. So sometimes she has to remind me of which one I'm in. She does that quite often. I'm going to have to yeah. check on that, right? <laughs> right? Here we go. He says in verse 12 that for when for the time you ought to be teachers. See, there's a time the best teachers are not the people in the pulpit. Or the people in the pews. What, what people see you do, how you act and react on your job. You know, when you're out, you remember what character is? Character is who you are in the dark. That's right. when, no, when nobody's watching, that's who you are. See, here's the whole thing. Read that part again. No, I'll do it. When you, there's a time that you ought to be teachers. Teachers. We should be teachers. Mature Christians are teachers. They teach carnal Christians how to become mature. Carnal Christians teach non-Christians, how to at least be carnal. Mm -hmm. That's called being saved. All right, then the next step. Oh, then, then he says, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And one of, one of the things that I didn't like, I hate to see, is to have to go over the same thing again. Anybody understand that with me? Let's do. Has any parents in here? Yes, sir. Did you hate have to repeat yourself? Yes. Well, God is your parent. He don't like to repeat himself either. You see, in the old days, I, they don't do it now because the kids are best friends. But in the old days, they used to say, I don't let me say that again. Some of y'all remember, some of y'all grew up in the old days. Yeah, you got one time to get it, one time to hear it, and one time to do it. That's right. All right? When I get to heaven, I'll tell my mother and father, I'm going to tell they missed, they had it all wrong. Y'all were supposed to be my friend. Okay, you're getting the message, right? Yeah, your friends, you can do that. Parents, no. All right, here we go. And God is our parent. He doesn't like repeating himself. That's right. All right? He says, and, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Still drinking milk. Not meat. 
There ought to be a time in your life where you get a new diet. There ought to be a time in your life when you get a new diet. You can't handle nothing because you ain't eating nothing. That's right. All right? Paul says it this way, that for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the, in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Babes can't handle adult problems. Sometimes you have to, can I say it? Ladies, can I say it? They say you sometimes got to put your big girl panties on. Yeah, come on, y'all have heard that before. It is amazing to me when you get in the pulpit, you can't say, well, I can, but you can't say certain things, right? That's right. Sometimes, sometimes uh, that's life. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's life. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to man up. That's right. Period. But you can't man up if you keep drinking milk. You got to have meat to man up. All right, do you understand what I'm talking about? Paul's talking to a church. He's trying to warn them, and so they can be mature enough so when things happen in their life, they can make a stand. You see, sometimes when things happen, and they will, things happen in people's life, they fall apart because they don't have any spiritual muscle. You can't get spiritual muscle from milk. You get spiritual muscle from meat. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Say, what's that, Pastor? Trouble will find you. Trouble will find you. Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with some issues. So you need to eat meat. So when that time comes, you have the spiritual muscle and you're able to make a stand. All right. And that's what Paul's saying in verse 14 when he says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. To mature adult people. Sometimes you're going to have to be mature because you've got mature problems coming up. Do you understand? It ain't, it ain't about those little bitty things. Somebody... Didn't give you a grand cracker, cracker and milk, right? Now it's got to be like sickness, death, huh? kids with bad behavior, right? All of these things, it's going to happen to all of you. Sooner or later, you're going down with something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sooner or later, you're going to deal with something in your life. That's just how it works. I'm just trying to help you to understand that you need to start building yourself up by eating spiritual food so that when it comes, you can make a spiritual stand. All right? Pastor, what you're saying is that Paul says it this way. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good see, and evil. See, when you got that, then you can discern what's good and evil. When you have that, you can discern what's good and evil because you know the meat of the gospel and the meat of the gospel will teach you what is good and evil because some things look good that are not good. That's right. Some things look good for you that are not good for you. Huh? Somebody, y'all know what I'm talking about? I'll get dirty if you don't say something, right? Okay? You better know. So if you say amen, you understand it. Some of us have ate and drinking from that bitter, that bitter milk. Sometimes folks get spoiled milk, right. sour milk. Huh? Messes up your stomach, doesn't it, right? Okay. All right. So we, we done with dullness. Yeah. We moving on to deadness. Yeah. I, yeah some, you're already going home, right? Guys, I'm sweating. You know, I ain't going to be much longer because you know, I don't do no sweating. All right? But we're going to deal with deadness. And one of the bad things is deadness is simply unchecked dullness. Deadness is simply unchecked dullness. If you don't check dullness, the next thing you know, that dullness is going to turn into deadness. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Am I doing all right? All right. 
Deadness is also incapable of being stirred emotionally or intellectually. Right, see, 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 because, you know, I go both ways, so you can understand it. If you've ever been in a relationship <laughs> that, <laughs> let me kind of keep this clean up a little bit. Read that, read that again so I won't go crazy up here, all right? Incapable of being stirred all right. emotionally. So when you, you wouldn't want to be in a relationship, would you? Where that person was incapable of being stirred emotionally. Yeah, uh, am I talking to a bunch of corpses out here? <laughs> See, if you're in a relationship, you want to be stirred emotionally, right? Yeah. All right, you know what I'm talking about. Well, so does God. That's right. He wants That's right. your emotions. He wants your feelings. That's why they, have, that's why they call it praise and worship. Yeah. Praising is what? It's emotionally being stirred up and feeling that intimacy with God and the Holy Spirit. Are, are you doing all right with me? Yeah. All right, all right. And, yeah, and intellectually, right? That's right. Intellectually, have you ever been with someone that hadn't been there with you? Yeah, you have. You just didn't know it. Or somebody with you and you weren't there with them, right? Well. Uh, you see, that's what we're talking about here. That's what we're talking about. In church, but not of the church. Come on. In, sitting in church, but not of the church, right? That's right. That's right. right? Knowing God, but God not knowing you because you don't identify him through your emotion. God is what? A spirit, and we must what? Worship him in spirit and truth. Okay, there you go. So some people are sitting in the pews, but they ain't there. They can't worship God because God is a spirit. You got to be in the spirit to understand it. You can't be in the spirit. If you keep drinking milk, you got to eat some meat. All right. Deadness is also lacking power to move, feel, or respond. It's also numb. Yeah, you're numb. Good morning. Good morning. No, that's how y'all, you don't want to do that. It's supposed to be good morning, honey. Good morning, dear. Morning. That's called what? Deadness. You see what I'm saying? That's right. That's the same time when we do the same thing here. Some of you all in here understand what I'm talking about. If you would have known better, you'd have done better. You see what I'm talking about? All right, I'm... I'm trying to help you spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and actually in every aspect of your life. When that deadness gets in there, you're in trouble. That's right. Because it's, you know, if, if, as long as there's life, something to hold on to, you can, you can revive it. But once it gets dead, it's, it's done. And, and, you know, let's just like, you know, I hate to say this, it's like some marriages, they're just over. Yeah, there's nothing left. There's nothing there to bring it back alive again. We don't want to get there, do we? That's right. All right. Pastor Deadness is also deprived of life. Deprived of life. The worst thing to be is around a human being that doesn't love life. That's right. Live life as if you're going to die tomorrow. Amen. Learn today as if you're going to live forever. That's right. As Gandhi. That's how you live. I enjoy my life. Amen. I enjoy my life. I live life, but I enjoy the life that I have as a Christian. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You all were doing it a few minutes ago. Your hands is up and you was feeling good. How are you going to treat him when you're leaving? Here. Come on. Come on. Isaac and them were singing in the praise team when I go to God in prayer. Y'all was all, are you going to be excited when you go to God in prayer when you're up as well when you're down? You see, life is like this. Here's how I live my life. 
I treat my ups and downs the same because they're both just temporary. That's right. You better learn that real good. That's right. That's right? right. But as long as there's just enough life in the situation and circumstance, it can come back and breathe again. All right? Paul says it this way in James chapter 2, verse 17 to 20, that even so faith, if it hath no works, is dead. The worst thing that, now we're talking about, Paul says, he don't care nothing about your faith. If it ain't working, it's dead. Has anybody ever wanted a job and stayed home and somebody knocked on your door? Right, I hear people all the time, the Lord is going to give me a job, really. Then you wait on the Lord, somebody come knock on your door. No, God is going to give me a job, but I got to do the works. That's right. I got to do the, the footwork. Faith without works is dead. You see, I want to be healthy. You eating healthy? Well, you exercising? You eating healthy? You healthy? All right, all right. You got to see what I'm saying? You got to do the work, right? You want to be smart, you want to be wise, you got to do the work. You got to go to school, you got to learn, you got to read, you got to study. You see, you want a big house, you want a car, you want finance, you got to go to work. That's right. Yeah, just look at your money and see if it grows. Just put it in front of you, see if it grows. All right. That's right. Okay. Faith without works is dead. This is what the Bible's saying. I don't care about how much faith you have, are you doing the work? Men. You want to be healthy and live a long life? Go to the doctor. Get your physicals. We're the worst about it, right? Isn't that right? right. Yeah, I'm still just praying, God, no, God gave us doctors, right? I'm talking to men because we are horrible with it. That's what he gave us doctors for, right? So I do the work. All right. You want a good marriage? You can have faith. God, please let my marriage be happy and less full of joy. You better do the work. Amen. It takes work. Come on, married folks and ex-married folks. It takes work to stay in a marriage. That's right. I, I figured you all would figure that one out. All right, let's go. Right. <laughs> it goes on to say, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Well, Paul, uh, I'm in, uh, uh, where am I at? 18. James. James says, uh, am I in James? Yeah, you're in James. All right. He says, uh, I don't hear all that talk. He said, I want to see your works. You remember years ago, there used to be a, a game called Lemonade, Show Me Your Trade, and then you do something. That's before we had all these TV and this, you all don't know anything about it. Uh, you know, and Show Me Your Works or something, you'd just do something like that. Well, that's what I'm talking about here. I don't want nobody to come up here and tell me what they're doing. I want to see what you're doing. That's right. You know, I can look at you and see what you're doing, you know? People come up here, I love the Lord. No, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Pitied my every groan. Huh? Come when on. trouble rise. Come on. You see? That's what I'm talking about up in here. You see? Let me see it. Show me something. That's right. That's right. The old folks, you say the early bird gets the worm? Well, I try to go to God before y'all wake up. I get up every morning. I'm serious. You know, before he gets tired. I say, Lord, here I am. What would you have me to do today? Then I go to work. All right? Paul says, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Paul said, you can show me. Show me something without it. He said, I ain't got to tell you I have faith. He said, look at me. James says that. Look at me. See, some people don't talk. 
They walk to walk. You can look at them and know how much faith they got. All right. He says, thou believest that there is one God. Thou does, does well. The Said devil you, also believes yeah. and trembles. People walk around, oh, I love the Lord. I know the Lord. Satan knows the Lord. He said, that ain't no big thing. You see? People say, I go to church. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, guess what he is? In church. You know, Satan don't miss church. He ain't like Christians, boy. He's going to come to church. Yeah, he's going to come to church early. See who he can get to fall asleep. See, see, see who he can get to talk too much and disturb other folk. Right. See who he can, you know, who he can get to distract. Oh, he goes to church. You know, the devil one time, his son was looking for him, and he was looking for his, his, his father. He said, I can't find my father. I can't find my father. And so he went to one of the other devils in charge. He said, I can't find my father. And he told him, don't you know today's Sunday? He's in church. <laughs> That's right. He's in there now. Wanting somebody not to hear my lesson. <laughs> okay. I'm almost done. There you go. See, y'all getting saved. All right, keep going. He finishes in verse 20 and says, But wilt thou know, O vain man or woman, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Here we go with James, I mean, uh, Revelations. And then we'll be done. We're going to read from chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, and verse 6 from the King James. It says, And he's talking to a church. And he's talking to this church because, remember, the seven churches. And he's talking to this church, and we don't want to be this church because this church picked up this spirit of deadness. All right, here we go. He says, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. He's talking to this church. This church was a big church, man. It was going all good. had a big old name. He said, but you're dead. And he ain't talking about making noise. He's talking about how they were living. You understand? You see, it's kind of like, you know, a husband, a father, because I like bringing it down here. Uh, he's married. He's bringing in what they call, years ago, ends meet, but not a good husband, not a good father. This is what he's talking about this church. He said, you got the title, but you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. You're dead. All right. Then he goes on to say, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. And so what you got to do, remember I told you, sometimes you got to go back and look and take inventory yourself and take a look of what you have and you better strengthen it before you what? Before you die. Before you die. He's talking to the church. Well, you know who the church are, the people in the church. He said, you got to be watchful. Let's talk about your relationship with God. you got to be watchful with your relationship with God, and you better strengthen your relationship with God because certain things will happen to you, and you'll die. That means separated from him. All right? He says, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Okay. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. He said, hold on to what you have. Repent. Repent will help you put the life back in something that was dying. 
Repent will help you put back the life into something that was dying. That's right. Sometimes your Christian walk is dying. You need to repent and put life back in it. Amen. It can be in a relationship. Sometimes you've got to go back and put the life back in it. That's right. Or it'll die. All right. Does that make sense? If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon. And, he, and he's telling this church, you better be careful. He says, I might come when you're sleeping. You see what I'm saying? We don't want that to happen in Christ Temple North. And I love uh, verse 5 in the message. It says, conquerors will march in the victory parade. What are we over here? What are we over here? Conquerors. What are we over here? Conquerors. And that means we want to march in what? The victory parade. You can't have a victory unless you have a fight. Sometimes life is a fight. That's right. Sometimes you've got to fight your way through it. But if you stay, if your faith, if you hang into your faith, you'll be a conqueror. Now listen to me where I'm at right now, okay? You all are, you have the ability to be conquerors. That's right. Everybody here has the ability to be a conqueror. But you're going to have to fight. That's right. You're going to have to put up a fight. It's kind of like, you know, I use Mike Tyson all the time when they were talking about fighting when he was at his best. When they talk about, he said, yeah, everybody has a plan till they get hit. <laughs> a conquerors, we can take the hits because we know the most important thing is we're going to one day march in the victory celebration. That's why we're Christians today. That's right. Amen to that. Amen. Don't you want to march in the victory parade? Amen. You know what? You're going to fail in life. Do you know that one time Jesus was talking to Peter, and he said, Peter, the devil liked to sift you as wheat, but I'm going to pray to the Father that your faith fell of you not. That's right. You can find that in the Scripture yourself. So what he's saying, Peter, you're going to fall, and you're going to fail, but I'm going to pray to the, your Father, the Heavenly Father, that your faith don't. Yes, sir. See, so some of you in here are failing. It's okay. It's okay. Keep your faith. Oh, you're going to lose some battles. <laughs> That's just a, yeah, you're going to lose. You'll win the war, but you're going to lose some battles. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, and your faith will help you win the battles. Okay? You see, your faith will help you handle losing the battles, but your faith will ultimately help you to win the war. That's right. All right? And he ends with this, and I'll do this. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And all in agreement said? Amen. All right.